One, Matt. Two. Okay. <laughs> we fuck this up every time. Why did you say so my, easy. That's what you, so you said my name easy. and it messed me up. All right. Just say here or present. It doesn't really matter. Okay. All right. I want to try to sync again in three, two, one. One. Matt. Two. Brian. Thank you. Welcome to episode 126 of the Rouge One podcast, where we talk about Devin Nunez taking over Trump's social media empire. I'm your host, Sud Nunez, uh, the programmer who's backing this all up in his spare time. And I'm with Matt. Um, I don't I don't know. I can't follow up on that. I'm not savvy. You don't want to be uh, Matt Nunez, who's the cook for the social media empire that Trump's building? Uh, yeah, sure. That's who I'll be. I'll be whoever you want me to be, baby. Okay. <laughs> and after a long-awaited absence, or a long absence and making his long-awaited return, excuse me, we have... <laughs> it, was, it was a very long-awaited absence. The, the pod fam- the greater Rouge One pod universe was just waiting for me to leave. But sucks to be them, because I'm back. It's Brian... Uh, Fisher, and I guess I do uh, Swift Response, which is just I hand Donald Trump the phone, let him tweet, and take a bunch of Xanax to deal with my emotions. See, I thought you'd be Brian Nunes, the lawyer who just set up the company and then walked away. Oh, no, I wouldn't want my name on that. Okay. I'm no fool. Even my fake Nunes name. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to ask the question. Like, how is this better than being a United States congressman. Yeah, I mean, you can get arrested for insider trading at this fake company, but you can't for as a congressman. Like, you don't... I guess maybe it's like, do you get the lifetime, like, pension and health care? Like, once you've... Maybe he's he's done all that he needs to do. He knows he's not going to, like, you know, win senator in California. Um, he's certainly not going to be president of the United States. So is he just... Time Aren't there just, like, out? more lucrative things that are, like, real? I don't... Uh, that's the thing I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you'd think he could go be a lobbyist, right? Right, that that's what I thought. Cash cow? Yeah. Um, could be like Bob Dole and just sell yourself to big tobacco. It's hey, noble American rip. tradition. Yeah. But, like, Louis Gomer, I mean, he did something different. Because he's running now running for the Texas AG spot. And it's like, all right, why is that better? Yeah. I, uh, great questions. I don't know. I think, like, the Texas AG, like, that's, to me, signifies a wider run, right? Like, you're trying to bolster your credentials, but, like, going to work for a shitty tech startup seems a bit strange, but, uh, you know, keep that's getting them checks is what I like say. Like, that's something I would do, because <laughs> I'm just, like, <laughs> and I'm not a congressman. I don't know. Um Anyway, what are your thoughts, Matt? Do you think about Devin Nunes a lot? No. <laughs> I think about Not that. Not at all. I think about that one that <clears throat> viral clip where he like brings someone to interrogate him for something. I don't know. There's so many things. And he just, everything this person's saying is so damning. And Devin Nunes looks so miserable that he just closes the proceedings and walks away. You know what I'm talking about? When Not he was personally. like, I, no idea. Okay, well, I'll find the clip. It's great. Could it be? Well, okay, so 2020 just happened. Is he going to lose anyway because of redistricting? I don't know if California is gerrymandering. Don't they have an election board? Yeah, but some of those are like elected along party lines. I don't know. Oh, like the election I, board I just, itself I'm is just uh, spitballing here. Yeah, maybe. I mean. 
he he is a miserable tick of a human being. And speaking mm. of miserable ticks of a human being, I want to go first because I've only played mm. one game, and that is thanks for burping into the mic yet again, <laughs> dude. Um, I have uh, gastritis, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> can't you move? Can't you Zonde it? Why can't you do that? <laughs> Lean away from the mic to burp in. No. All right. I guess my taste. Right, what is the one thing you played, dude? I've been playing a bunch of Persona, uh, not Persona, um, Shin Megami Tensei Five. It's so good. Ah, yes. The what? What's the opposite of a spinoff? The spin from of Persona. Yeah. The the OG. Yeah. Um, the... This game is a a lot like Persona. Oh fuck off! He did that to troll me, <laughs> and it's working. Um. That game's so good. That game's so hard, but they, it's so good. It's better than uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 on the DS, which I really liked. Um, did you guys... I can't imagine either of you guys played this game. That four, Absolutely four. not. Mm, no, they're a little too... Um, Legit. league, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was... I, 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 uh, I, I brought my Switch and I brought my 3DS for reasons I still don't really quite understand, but I had... Uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 and I I was like curious like how does that game hold up and I started the game up and I started a new game and I forgot about this it's incredible you can start the game go through the introductory cutscenes and like all the talking and the first battle is a real battle and you can get ambushed and then criticaled and have your whole team wipe out and then you have to start from the beginning of the game again and go through 20 minutes of dialogue and it's like cool that that that's amazing. At least they fixed that in five. Um, that's pretty brutal. It, isn't that like an amazing oversight that the first <laughs> like game... that's just like yeah, like welcome to this game. Also, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, nope. the fact that you can get ambushed and then criticaled, and you don't even get a chance to take control. You just die, and <laughs> there's no game. <laughs> that happened to me, and I was like, oh right. Well, at least they fixed that. The first encounter in five is um is pretty baby. But man, that game's good, and boy, does it run like dog shit on the Switch. Um, it's so frustrating. Like, it, it's, well, does it play dog like dog shit even when it's not in handheld mode, or is it? It plays worse when it's not in handheld mode. So I pl- I started wow. the game, okay. uh, and I I know the reason for this after doing a little bit of uh, research and, and a deep dive into into the way that it works. What all it does is that it takes the handheld resolution of 720 and upscales it. And so that's why it runs so badly when it was docked. Because like when I was playing the game and I was talking about it with Matt, uh, the previous podcast, um, I was like saying, hey, I really like this game, but it's definitely a PlayStation game or a game that should be on a PlayStation 4 at the very least. And it's just been shrunk down to play to play on the uh, Switch. But when I was on the flight, I'm, I'm currently in Ohio and I... I when I was on the flight and I was playing the game, it ran so much better. But even then, it it's definitely it. it when did the Switch come out? Like it's got to be like what four years old now? Five? Uh, yeah, I think it's four, like that. almost five. I'm gonna switch this real quick. Twenty seventeen, March third, twenty seventeen. That's five years, right? Yeah, about yeah. five okay. years in March. Oh yeah, almost so, yeah. five years. Yeah. So, like. I am blown away that in five years this like console is barely running first party games. Like I felt the same way with uh, Breath of the Wild, which was a game that played better in handheld mode than it ever did docked, which is just really infuriating because that game's so beautiful. And it's same the same with uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, where it is the most pretty. Like the designs have been. For these monsters, which they share between Persona and Shin Megami Tensei, Mara, remember the Mara demon, uh, Brian, mm-hmm. the giant penis. Yes. <laughs> okay, it has never looked more veiny and like dick-like oh, very proud in, in in SMT five. And the best thing about it is it points its head and uh, shoots its spells out of the head of the penis. It's very, very, Great. very, very, very classy. Um, sure. Yeah, but um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna put this in in our chat so that you guys can take a look at 
Because I don't think you know about the Mara demon, do you, Matt? No, if you show me a picture, I'll probably be like, oh, I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, it's a it's a dick on a chariot or a dick chariot. Yeah. It's got like tentacles. Dick yeah. chariot. And then oh, yeah, it does wow. look like the that is very one, but just more detail. That is literally a dick. Yeah, no, it's totally a dick. I'm going to share this YouTube video. Watch the YouTube video. It's it's amazing. I I can't believe that has made it past uh Oh, it's, it's not just this game. This it's, is like a recurring thing. No, in yeah, games. but this is very. I mean, I bet they're like. Well, it looks. It's actually like a xenomorph, but it's a definitely a dick. Wow. Oh yeah, he's weak to his ejaculation. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Do you think most people in Japan are circumcised? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, why do you think the Mara demon circumcised? Mm, just show off that dome. <laughs> yeah, just let it let it be free. Or maybe its tongue is supposed to be the foreskin. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Oh, that's know. really unsettling to or think it, about. Or is the chariot the foreskin? That's that's one hell of a pullback. Why the chi- why a chariot? Why not? How yeah, else? Nah, yeah, there is no, there is definitely, a, well, yeah, it's like a why not, but like I do, why? I, I do love that. Like there are a bunch of like monsters and demons in these games. I mean, I haven't played Shin Megami Tensei, but it's certainly in the Persona games. Most of them, like you don't, you know, they don't really bother to think how they get around. Like they just float. Yep. But the giant dick needed to give it, needed to think that one through. They knew. Their fans would have are questions. There, do you think there are balls like in it? I think the wheels like in are the, the bottom balls. of the chariot. Oh. No, maybe the tentacles are the balls. No. Oh, like that's like the are... un- uncoiled bass deferens. No, that's yeah. like the. If you were to coil them back up, it would be pure ball. <laughs> no, that's just like the pubic hair. Oh, okay. No, I think I think you're right. That the chariot is the balls because you know it's like a goldish yellow, and as we know, pee comes from the balls. Oh right. Um, <laughs> So anyway, like you're watching the gameplay, right, of the Mara demon, like casting stuff and like you watch the video, right? I can't unwatch it. That's for sure. So, (laughs) so like it looks kind of smooth, right? In this video, if this is definitely, and I don't know how to do this, it's captured from handheld mode. Because like if you were to do this uh, on the screen, it's a stuttering bullshit nightmare. And it's, it's so bad. Never have I played a game that is so objectively good and then just so hamstrung by its own um, technology that like it makes me say that like it, it it's it's like a nine out of ten game in one way and then maybe a six or a seven out of ten game if you're playing it on a big screen and it's weird like I've never really experienced that I, I like. I would say, I mean, I don't really like the Muso games, but Persona 5 Strikers, I played that on the PS4, and I knew that was going to be like perfect on the PS4. Not perfect, but a lot better than the PS4, if only because I, I couldn't imagine like a Muso game running that well on on the Switch. But this is this is just a turn-based strategy game. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why this is the case. I mean, I do know the, the entire issue is that they're up-resing this the scaling, and it's like causing way too much uh, friction to even get it to run. But um, anyway, the really cool thing is that the demi fiends um, are who, who are like some of the main characters, not main characters, but main demons in Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne, one of the greatest RPGs, if not the greatest RPG of all time. They're also like hidden bosses in the, the DLC, which is super cool. I tried to fight the demi fiend, who's the protagonist in the in Nocturne. And I got my ass handed to me. And that was fun. But overall, still, great game. Awesome, really weird demonic themes to it. I love all the bullshit chaos and, like, angelic justice and demon shit. And I love how much the demons just swear at you and how hardcore it is. Uh, And I even kind of enjoy the fact that, like, you can get insta-wiped and you lose, like, a couple hours of, of progress. It's It takes you back, right, to that certain kind of JRPG. Yeah, the it's not there to coddle you like today's games. Yeah, I uh, be a I, back in my day, but they don't yeah. make games like that anymore. That are I, just like I mean, even Dark Souls, when you lose progress, you're not losing 
like that much progress unless you affirmatively like are risking it. Yeah, it's your choice, right, to go and do that for sure. Um, speaking of Dark Souls, I've been I started a new uh, round of Bloodborne. We don't talk about this too much. I've mm-hmm. already talked wax literal about how much I love Bloodborne, but man, oh, I love. We Bloodborne. can absolutely turn this into a Bloodborne cast. <laughs> Bloodborne's I'm the such best a game baby. Ever made. I don't. I can't play those games. I'm surprised I'm you can't get into gamer. Bloodborne because I feel like Bloodborne's just a character action game. It's a rhythm game. I mean, yeah, but like, I would argue Devil May Cry is also a rhythm game. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, it's just maybe I need to give it another try. I mean, it's been a while. The game's so good. I mean, once you know all the fights like I do, I got to the Nightmare Frontier in, like, five hours. So, like, it's not... But it, it is just kind of like comfort food going back to that game. Yeah. Because, like, you you just... Your muscle memory kicks in. Totally. But Are like, you doing I, any weird builds? Uh, no. I mean, I've, I, I've done... I, I'm doing trying to do a Blood Tinge build, so it's been a little bit harder than I'd like it to be. Oh, yeah, if it's only... harder in the beginning with that. Yeah, but I've done, like, a full arcane run before, and I've done, uh, like, you know, the classic, like, strength build. The nice thing about starting it again is because when I played through the Old Hunters DLC, I was on New Game Plus Plus, and so it kind of made Orphan of Cause, <laughs> like, fucking terrible. Um, I mean, that fight is brutal no matter what, but yeah, on New Game Plus Plus, it just takes hours. Right, and... Um, but like that's I just had the same character and I was just running it through running that character through and just like leveling up so I could do any kind of build on one character, which was fine. Um, but it's it's interesting to play the game not having like a full like plus ten blades of mercy or a full plus ten like whirly gig saw or whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff with the blood tinge mechanic. I've never done a beast run through, and I don't exactly understand what you have to do besides using and abusing the beast pellet system to transform. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, I've done that once, and it's super fun because in the DLC, there's like basically beast claws you can get. Right, that that's what made it viable. Into a beast. Right, yeah, and it is super fun to just like get up in everything's face and like slash back at it, um, especially with the bloodborne mechanic of healing from recent damage by just immediately attacking. So it's like you, you honestly just get into like trading hits, which makes it like a wildly different game to play. Wait, so what was Beasthood like before? Because the Beast Claws were only in the DLC. So what what was it before then? You can abuse the Beast Pellets to just like get a ton of damage without that. Oh really? So, like, it was it's still similar worth to it. how the okay. Orphan of Cause drops the you know the weapon that essentially turns you into one of those like celestial beings, and you can start like shooting magic from afar. Yeah, it's like so, but you can still use the other arcane stuff before that. It's like the similar idea. Okay, that's okay. That's the parasite. I remember what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, parasite of cause. The, yeah. Um, I do, I gotta say, when I, beating Orphan of Cost the first time was, like, one of my proudest moments in my gaming history. That fight is so fucking hard. And now it's like, there's a ton of ways to cheese it, but, like, it is very challenging when you aren't, It doesn't help that it just keeps fucking screaming. (laughs) Yes, it's so brutal. Uh, The game has got quite a scary aesthetic. Oh, it's it one does. of the most terrifying games. I mean, I would say if someone's played through Bloodborne, there's really no reason why you can't play a horror game besides maybe Silent Hill. Like, n- nothing in but Resident Evil... it's not Evil, jumpy. Uh, nothing in Resident Evil is as weird and as creepy as Bloodborne is. And I would argue yeah, the, but... uh, the the beholders, like the things with all the eyes, you know, they grab you and kill you. Those are way scarier than a whole lot of... I guess my thing is I don't mind like creepy games. I mind the jump scare games, which is what I always kind of associated Resident Evil with. Like you turn around and then, oh God, bunch of zombies in your fucking face. Mm. Versus just like the weird, like this is some, everything's gone to hell, you know, uncovering the horror mystery like that. Less terrifying to me, but everybody gets their own, their own take. Yeah. Well, since that's really all I had, but like since Matt is so much of a baby, um, well, what what did you do? 
Oh, hey, Matt, I have one thing I wanted to mention. So I, I, I did actually watch a little bit of Get Back. Um, the, oh, yeah, okay. The Beatles I was going to talk about that. Oh, you were? All right, so I want to hand it off to you. That was, it was cool. I liked it, but go ahead. Did you just like start like the first uh, episode or did you watch like some random, I don't know. No, I watched the first episode. Okay. Like, um, did you finish the first episode? No. Okay. Um, well, get. I did watch Get Back. Um, Are all three and, episodes out? Yeah, it's six hours. It's a big fucking endeavor. It's like a Ken Burns type deal. Yeah. Um, I have to say, like, even <clears throat> watching most of that first episode, I don't even like the Beatles, but, mm-hmm. like, Peter Jackson is oh a God. genius. Like... It is so it's, compelling. It's fascinating how well restored the footage is mm-hmm. and how good the audio quality is. It, you feel like you're just like in the studio. Yeah. Um, and these people who are these musicians, the Beatles, you know, they're probably one of the, yeah, like whether you like them per se or not, they are one of the more, uh, the one of the most uh influential music groups of all time you know um i have to say this footage made me just really appreciate all four of them um like there is a scene (laughs) in the first episode it's cool because it's it's like it's it's during the recording of um oh my god what's that album like let it be right yeah the 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 whole thing is about the recording of that that right But it's split up into days. So it's like days one through seven is part one, eight through 16, 17 through 22. And you can clearly tell there's like a lot of tension between the four members. But like Mm -hmm. there are just scenes where Paul McCartney is just starting to like create one of these songs that I know. Like you just know the song even. It's like, a yeah, we, we know it and it's like full. And then you start seeing like you literally see him. Yeah, just like coming out of his head and he's like he's miserable mm. while doing it and uh yeah i don't know it was so cool um have you do you know about this at all uh brian uh i mean i haven't watched it yet i want to but haven't seen it quite yet it's best to but watch you're familiar it. with the idea like, just like even even though it's yeah, three yeah, I episodes i would say split it and say it's it's uh 10 to 12 like watch it in that many Kind of I mean, cities. they're movie length episodes. Yeah, they're not, they're um, not short. No, each one is three hours. So, I oh, watched shit. each episode in like two or three sittings. Um, and I watched a really long stretch when I was uh, just like vegged out on the couch after being sedated um, at the hospital. So mm-hmm. I was just like watching the Beatles. Um, I'm a pretty big Beatles fan um so this is like heroin to you know like yeah this is like like you know how we talk about like you know there's certain things that are the best of that like this is like some of the best Beatles that has been released in their entire catalog you know um you get to see like like these songs come from nothing you know like mm-hmm. Paul McCartney is just sitting there riffing and he's like, he's just kind of like making up nonsense, nonsensical lyrics that we know will form into what becomes get back. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, holy shit. Like these, you know, these guys are musical geniuses and they're able to, you know, make these songs. Like they wrote this album in like a month, you know, it's um, also fucking wild that they're doing it when they're like, I mean, George Harrison's 25 when they broke up. Right. Like, they're so fucking they're tw- young doing that. The entire, that. like, everybody, like, the the director, the producers, are all, like, 28 years old. Um, it's just crazy that they're making this thing. And, um, yeah, you get to see, like, these musicians working, you know, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. You don't see a whole lot of... Beatles material that is just like behind the scenes stuff. I mean, you have Let It Be, but wow, does this like film make yeah. that film look like complete dog shit? 
and right. director Michael Lindsay Hogg does not come out well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, isn't the isn't the footage from this? It from is when they yeah. filmed. So like, I don't it's know. like yeah, it, it's almost like a documentary of yeah. this album. That's a doc that's being happening while there's another it is documentary. A documentary. Yeah. yeah, very meta. It mm. is, and and like oh my god, like. The director, uh, Michael Lindsay Hogg of Let It Be, does not shut the fuck up. And he's always just there. And he just seems to be this, like, incredibly toxic element, even in the first episode. And I think uh, Peter Jackson does a great job of almost making it feel like you're a fly on the wall, like, watching this thing, like, happen. And it's also amazing, like, how emotionally mature I felt like all the Beatles were. Um, and like, there's a really great scene. I think it's in the, I, I don't know. I don't think I saw it in the trailer. I think it's in the first episode where Paul McCartney and, um, John Lennon are talking about like how they've alienated George Harrison and like, he, they acknowledge he's a brilliant songwriter and they never give him anything to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. And like, well, I was like, going to say like, um, I'm a huge, like, George, like Harrison. I'm a Beatles fan, but I'm an even bigger, like George Harrison fan. And this has a lot of great, you know, like mm-hmm. speaking and like if there was a George Harrison anime, like he, he a lot of his arc kind of happens in in this recording where he's he's just gotten back from a huge sort of spiritual right um, individualist like no not individual but like this huge spiritual like awakening from all spending all his time in india and he's come back and he's like well i'm gonna start writing songs um instead of just being the guitar guy and then he brings a lot of songs to the table here in this making this album and a couple of them do make it on some of them um, most of them end up coming out on his first solo album all things was past which is like one of my favorite you know, it's an incredible a, album. Yeah, like it's a great album. Like, and uh, seeing all that kind of come to from these stages, and and you can literally see the the things that build up to him being like, I don't want to be in this band anymore. You know, and it's it's good. I have to say, like, to me, it made me really want to know what like a Beatles album would look like when they were in their thirties. And if they could just chill oh, the yeah. fuck out for a little bit, you know? Right. But, but I, I wonder though, like, I don't think that was ever going to happen. Right. No. Cause like, this is when they did, I assume the rooftop performance is yeah. in the, uh, it's in sort the of movie. like the and, ending like, of the movie. People lost their fucking minds. Right. Like, you know, and it's, they had to stop touring because, you know, one, their music no longer lent itself to touring, but two, like, they literally couldn't hear themselves because people would just, like, go fucking nuts. Like, I think that would, like, I don't know. I I feel like they're... It is good that they went in their own separate ways because all four of them have had... ended up having pretty remarkable careers and doing all sorts of different shit. And I I don't think, had they stayed together, they would have been able to to continue making good music because it's just at, at some point like i don't know maybe it's just that they never had a, a dud but like i i have to imagine that having the world worship everything you do has to fuck with you at some point oh 100 percent. yeah but i mean there's nothing i don't know like i don't know why someone doesn't just say like hey you guys just fuck off for a couple of years record your own stuff and come back and try something else you know i, I don't think know. they were maybe getting ready to do that until and then john got johned is and that a term for that, getting that killed was, no but like i think you know what <laughs> happened to john definitely um cemented the idea of them ever getting back together well i mean obviously well, they obviously, all yeah. started quitting right yeah. and they had to continue being like talked in to come back in so i think yeah. they just were so fucking burnt out right I, I mean, I just wonder what it would have been like if they were like, you don't have to tour, just like make albums, and maybe they'll. They, be an they album been that's what that. they were trying like to do. That's what they happens. Hadn't toured with, since before Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah, that's what happens with um, Let It Be and Abbey Road, and then after that, it's just like they just couldn't do it. You know. Well, fair enough. I like Revolver. But, 
That's Revolver is yeah. is definitely album. one of their best. Um, and that also has a lot of George Harrison on it. Um, I just, it like, well, the more I think about it, the more upset I get thinking about, like, Here Comes the Sun it was just George Harrison dicking around in his garden. Yeah. It's just like, fuck you, man. This is, how do you do that? So <laughs> That's another thing I love about this is, like, you see, like I said, how these songs come together. And one, one of them is um, George is talking about I Me Mine. And he's like, they're just, he's just talking about how he's watching TV and um, fucking Peter Jackson's great because he somehow gets the, the program listing of the night that he's watching BBC and he shows the exact programs that George is talking about watching. Wow. He's uh, talking about watching this sci-fi show and then after it there's like this program about uh, pomp and circumstance or throughout Europe or something and it's like all these balls and stuff and George is talking about watching this Austrian ball performance and these people like waltzing and stuff and he just like wrote this song you know and then comes in the next day he's like hey I pl- plays it for him you know and it's just great it's just you're just watching TV and you just like get inspired to write one of the a timeless song you know <laughs> mm-hmm um, there's some other great things like I remember from it because it's like six hours but like so there's like here and here little things that happen that I like um, I won't spoil them or anything if you guys are planning on watching it but like you will hear these songs a lot because they're, they're working on hashing out this album so mm-hmm. there's times where like there's a one point in the documentary where they're just really trying to finish get back and be able to record it and put it on the the album so they go through it like six or seven times you know like start to finish and you're just like sitting there just listening to it which is fine but like i said like you you hear these songs a lot so they're kind of like hammered into my head like Mm. the last week i've just been like two of us standing solo when, and I'm just like, oh, it's just like stuck in my head because they then they start it over again and they'll do it again and again. It's great though. It's really cool because they play a lot of other stuff because they just dick around and they just like they can effortlessly go from one song to another that they just they like, like from other people like Ray Charles or Bob Dylan or uh, just like other musicians, you know. They really are just insanely talented. Very charismatic, very funny guys. Like when uh, they're riffing with each other, it's yeah. it's actually just really entertaining. Just I had, dudes being dudes. I have yeah. to say, like Peter Jackson, after creating one of the worst trilogies I've ever watched, oh to come God. back and create like two immaculate documentaries in right. "They Shall Not Grow Old" and from what I've seen of uh, "Get Back," I, that's really awesome. So good on him. He doesn't seem like yeah. he can make movies, but I'm into his documentaries, and that's cool. Yeah, whatever he's doing with this film restoration, like I hope that's what he keeps doing <laughs> Keep, because it's insane. Yeah. Like I said, you feel like you're there. Like it's there's some things that you know they're you can tell they were harder to restore than others, but it doesn't it doesn't take you out at all. He's also and the a rooftop performance is great. I just. Oh, that's one you know that's an iconic thing you know yeah um i like the simpsons version more that's really with the b sharps yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh, where i saw it first you know so for <laughs> me i thought the beatles were doing the simpsons <laughs> when i was a kid wow um what else did you do um i watched uh shang chi Oh yeah, the I love that movie. Ten Rings. Oh, love is strong. I like it. Oh man, I'm excited you brought this up because I watched it during my podcast hiatus, and I have takes. I, it's man, it's a, it's an, it's a. I really want to like this movie a lot, but I have a lot of problems with the third act. It's um, terrible. I hate it the third act. It goes off the fucking rail. It's like you're a martial arts movie, yeah. and it devolves into the Marvel CGI why do they, bullshit. Why did they go into a magic Pokemon world? Right. 
why was there some what where did those dragons come from from the magical they're in a different different dimension they're in a different dimension yeah so it's okay i mean Did you like, like the uh, first two-thirds of it though because i really enjoyed yes the, first the movie of starts yeah. off very strong like 10 out of 10 the first uh hour or so of that movie very strong yeah, the fight scene on the bus is, is awesome yeah um as soon will, as they go to pokemon world i uh, love the macau I, one too it's okay like yeah the cow fight scene when they're like on the rafters oh yeah, yeah that's great like that. yeah that's, the, that's on awesome. the building that was awesome yeah for scaffolding. sure that's terrible some work. really good martial arts in this it makes me want to go to macau um, but they they just like totally get away from that yeah they do like, and then they it goes so to the, you had you know, a great movie that you were just like actually fuck this I'm uh, out. and then you have to do the classic you know like oh the the good guy and the bad guy have the same power so they just one they're fighting each other but they're different colors you know yeah i mean there were some things about the third act that were i thought the dragon fun. designs were cool. there were so yeah it was fun the at least the special effects weren't bad yep. um i like <laughs> liked the the big uh lion creature things like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like it was just ridiculous it was like Oh my god, they wanted to one-up Wakanda so hard. It, that's what it felt like. It felt like, like Chinese Wakanda, and I don't know yeah. if that's the good look. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I really like the the main character, uh, Aquaf- like Aquafina. Aquafina's great. great. Um, lots of good things in this movie, but the third, like, luckily it wasn't long, the third act. It's just kind of like, what? Okay. Kaiju's I thought Tony Leon was great. He's, a, he's fucking yeah. awesome. So, but, yeah, like yeah. I said, great start of the movie. For, like, very strong beginning. Um, pretty pretty weird at the end. What other takes do you have, Brian, before we move on? Oh, I mean, I, uh, I, I thought the... <laughs> I guess, I don't know, I just, I can't get over that, like, it was, maybe I'm just so thirsty for a good martial arts movie. Yeah. Mm. They just, they had, they had it, they had it right there, and we're just like, nah, you know, let's it, marvel it up. It needed, like, a shoehorned, like, Jackie Chan cameo role. Why? No, I just, I, I think it needed, like, Because I love Jackie Chan. I know, but, but also no, why? It needed like the I can't remember his father's name, the villain Tony uh, Leon, the Mandarin. Yeah, it needed. Oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> it needed the Mandarin. To what be a weird like, excuse to bring Ben Kingsley back, which is I fine. loved it. It was so good. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, it was yet another example of Marvel having its head up its ass and expecting you to watch twenty fucking other movies to understand nah. what's going on. But no, I just like the the better ending. Don't go to the Pokemon world. Just be like, <laughs> the Mandarin is stolen, I don't know, some MacGuffin, and you have to yeah. get it back or the world's They bad. already did steal and the MacGuffin. It was the pendants. Sure. Okay. So, like, you have to go get the pendants back, right? <laughs> and you have to fight your way to the top. Like, do it the raids. Like style. a tower. Like, yeah, like a tower. Right. It would have been great. Tower of martial arts. Everything you've said, it's consistent with the rest of the movie. Yeah. I would have loved it then, and I hate Mar- Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. It, I was so frustrated because I had heard this was a decent movie, and like for the first half, I'm just like, oh man, like yeah. maybe this is pretty decent. Yeah. This is pretty de- oh, they finally done it. Maybe they're they're learning a lesson. It's like no, veering off into this fucking <laughs> bullshit. And I love I I love kaiju and stuff. So like seeing that those creatures or whatever, it's cool. But it's like where is where does this why does this exist in this Marvel world? Right. Like, there, there's no build up to it. Like, I'm willing to go there if there's build up to it. But, like, you can't tell me I'm having, like, I don't know, I'm having a martial arts movie and then at the very end be like, actually, I'm just going to ride a dragon around. Right. Um, th- it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, like, if you know anything about Shenmue, is it's like this pretty. <laughs> Standard I didn't martial think you were arts. Going to say that. 
um, oh my god plot you know like guys gotta he wants to revenge his dad you know he's gotta go against the the criminal um uh martial arts guy blah 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 but like somehow uh there's like these mystical elements because they talk about you know like this uh dragon and phoenix rising and and destroying everything and like suppose you know like and it's like oh okay and they actually did it and that's kind of you know it's kind of weird man fuck shenmue yeah i don't <laughs> what a what a There's thing that i, I can't believe yours. i was in in the batting cage for fucking yu suzuki still says that the rest of the story is going to be told like when yeah yeah whatever <laughs> Fucking I'll, death in I'll the universe. Like, par- I'll watch people paraphrase it and like watch the end cut. That's never but... coming. It's never coming yeah. out of our lifetime. That's for damn sure. Um, to stay in the Marvel train. You watched, watched... Eternals? No, no. I oh. watched um, Hawkeye. Oh. Oh. Miniseries. Was that terrible or good? Disney Plus. I l- am enjoying it quite thoroughly um, Wait, how many episodes are out three really okay yeah um there's a lot of good things about hawkeye uh, one uh jeremy reiner is a good actor Totes. he is um a he is good as hawkeye it's a fun i, I, I like his like sort of uh you know He's just a guy attitude, you know what I mean, in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy Reiner sells it really well. He's good in this series. Um, I like where they're taking it. Um, it takes place in Christmas time in New York, which is a you know bonus aesthetic points. That's always fun, but you know for movies and stuff. Um, Can I ask just like a basic plot question that I hope isn't too spoilery? Okay. So, like, the beginning of Avengers, I guess, Endgame, um, he's with his family. They disappear. Yeah. Presumably, they undo the snap. Yeah. Everybody comes back. Mm-hmm. He can hang out with Linda Cardinelli. Why <laughs> yeah. doesn't he want to hang out with Linda Cardinelli? Why is he hanging out with Haley Steinfeld? Well, he is... In... Why is he leaving his family? I'll well, hang out he's with not, well, he is, seems delightful. He's with his family in the beginning, and then, like, he's... It, it, it's basically like a gotta get home for Christmas plot with superhero. Sure, which man. is another thing I like about it. It's like one of those take a kind of classic trope and just inject it into, like, a random superhero subplot, you know? And in this case, it's Hawkeye wants to get home for Christmas, and uh, he's got to deal with all this bullshit. It will, you know, it just so happens that he's in New York. You know, ah, it's good. I like it's fun. Like I said it's got some some fun stuff. Um, so, so yeah. gonna keep watching, soon. Yeah, um, I feel like Jeremy sure. Renner is way too good for Hawkeye. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just funny because, like, he is such a, a nothing character that they yeah. have this. Like, Jeremy Reiner could win, like, an Oscar, you know? Yeah. I'm th- pretty sure he's almost won Oscars. It's been nominated. I'm sure. But, yeah, I like Hawkeye. Gonna keep watching. Good stuff. Um, Do you play any games? I fired back up. Cyberpunk 2077 after <laughs> after um, the team Tim Rogers review. They're being inspired by the uh, ridiculous Tim Rogers review. Um, I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about it too, specifically um, the Tim Rogers review. Action I have two. I can I can walk. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I I can't believe that I haven't stumbled upon this earlier. Like this is my first uh into the tim rogers verse um <laughs> step is this p- cyberpunk review which is just absolutely Fucking wild um yeah it's sud mentioned it 
and uh, I, I, it's an what his mentioning of it is a is a is an understatement. Like, even just like describing it, like it's uh, totally different when you actually get into it. It's ridiculous. Um, I applaud the man for his efforts. Um, yeah. So I was in. I was like, I, there's certain parts of that review that are going to go over like spoiler territories. So I was like, fuck, I got to finish this game before I get back to this review. So I fired it back up, started playing again. And I mean, it's it's a good game. Like, I thoroughly enjoy cyberpunk. Unfortunately, I can't ray trace with my PC. <laughs> so I'm missing a huge part of the game. Um but it's still like really good looking, regardless. Um, the game yeah. finally got positive reviews on Steam, and I don't know how right. much of that is due to Tim Rogers or if it's actually really fixed now. Because I've always heard the story's pretty good. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like mainlining the story, mm-hmm. um, blaming people in the head. Like I've, I've got some pretty good handgun skill tree going, and I'm just getting them fucking headshots and plop 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 how many how many acts are you in i'm like just starting up act two okay so cool yeah i'm gonna see how uh how that goes gonna keep playing then i'm gonna finish the tim rogers review um (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna watch every episode that would be a little much but i feel you like there, there's there's definitely a, a lot there to talk about with cyberpunk because it is one of Dude, those it is an enigma you should yeah. get, like take your time like follow his advice like watch the three that you select because it's a choose your own adventure <laughs> review yeah but oh my god like watching the Keon the review of keanu reeves and, i like that one a lot it was yeah. so good and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah, so just I, I've only seen the intro. Oh my god, um, it's to, just and, insane! But like, so the can, diligence, the due diligence this man went to in order just to prepare himself to uh, <laughs> potentially just play the, it. The meticulous documentation <laughs> of everything he did. Okay, I want to paint a picture. So yeah. it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Charmy and I are flying to Seattle from San Diego back home. Um, the, we get on the plane. For whatever reason, the pilots is like, oh, there's something. We got to get a mechanic out here. We're on the plane for, I think, an hour and a half. Everyone Perfect. else is furious. I was transfixed because I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is, Sud brought this up in the Discord. Perfect Let's see what this is. to watch. It was incredible. I was just like, I did not give a shit that I was on a sweltering plane. <laughs> I was just like absorbed by Tim Rogers yeah. and like, where is this going? And like his, 40 minutes in, he's just now getting to the game. <laughs> his um, form of storytelling and uh, the way he shoots the videos is uh, it's very fun to watch. Um, it gets he gets you invested in things you wouldn't think you were invested in. Like um, like I said, like I, after being like, well, I can't continue watching any of these reviews because there's going to be spoilers and such and such. I was like, what else, you know, Tim Rogers has got going on here. And uh, I started watching the um, six-hour review of um, Techie Memorial. Uh, oh, my uh, God. The game is insane. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, uh, obscure Japanese-only dating game. Oh my gosh! And I didn't think I would. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that post. It's like I've never heard of this game. Is it worth watching? Uh, it's very good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Um, Toki Yeki Memorial. Toki Yeki um, Someone canceled their subscription to his Patreon. It's just like, oh, why yeah, the I love fuck it. did you choose this game? Well, <laughs> the this is one of the only. Um, game reviews out there that just also has in the middle of it uh like a well documented um walkthrough of two complete playthroughs of the game 
Um, so <laughs> it's there's a reason why it's six hours. It's insane. Um, <laughs> which I don't remember which games he chose because there's so many games he played all of them. Like because he's going through it from 1994 through I think yeah 2021. Just the list is batshit. Like and just <laughs> the lists within lists. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm interested to watch the the other reviews when I ever get to them. Since there's so I started watching the Final Fantasy VII remake one, and that one is also good. Yeah, I, the I'd Dune one watch. Um, is quite good because he plays every single version of Doom yeah. on every single platform. It's <laughs> quite amazing. <laughs> what a what a man, Tim Rogers. I feel like concerned for him. I feel like he's going to die. <laughs> like he just has these. He must like go through everything. Um, I mean, he's he the must... deepest of dive. It's like he's getting a PhD every time he's yeah. reviewing these games. Uh, the yeah, the level of detail is meticulous as hell. I that's part of the charm, I guess. It's, you know, it's part of the shtick. Um, yeah, if you. Check out those. That's that's about it for me. Uh, that for the for the stuff that I've been doing. And then what happens next? We check in with Brian. Oh man, it's been because so long, dear listeners. He's got a lot What's going up? on. Oh, I feel like I I've some of the stuff I heard talked about on the podcast, so I won't uh, rehash. But uh, I got a new computer in the. Uh, well, you can you can like Black interject like that a quick exciting. statement if it's not necessarily a full rehash. You can be like, well, you know. Oh, for sure. No, I, I am. I'm just gonna. I'll I'll do the lightning round version so we don't have to re rehash everything. But uh, yeah, I got a new computer, which has been fun to like wow. play. The computer I had is about five or six years old, and it. It was playing Halo Infinite, but I was like, oh, "Okay, it's really struggling." And I th- well, that you know, game, that game just uh, the, has some jank. It does. It's it's really fucking. You can tell that they're like, "Yeah, it's free to play, so we're it's we don't need to make it the best." Yeah, we're not optimizing this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I won a court case and finally got paid on it. So I was like, thank you, Mike and Connie Westford, for buying me a new computer. And it's been fun to just like go back and play a bunch of games with you know, before settings. I was playing. Yeah, like, like the Age Ultra of Empires too. <laughs> Only the HD version, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're like. But yeah, so playing Halo Infinite was just like, oh, this is what it's like at 120 frames per second. That's kind of neat. I don't know. Uh, that kind of, that shit kind of hurts my eyes, to be honest. <laughs> it did. It did take me a minute to get used to. I, I will be real. Like, I was so used. Sometimes to when I go like to like a a Best Buy or something, I walk by like the newest, newest, newest TV, and it's just playing some crazy like check out this TV stuff. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> if that was in my house, I would not enjoy that. That is too much. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Maybe you get used to it. Maybe you know. Maybe I'm just an old-fashioned kind of guy. Maybe. maybe but the. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Used to that 30 FPS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know how much of a difference I can tell right. once you get beyond 60. Yeah. Um, but seeing the number is nice because I that's my, my lizard brain. Yeah, like I need my pupils to be way more dilated to take all this in. Exactly. I need some uh, clockwork orange shit. Yeah. But yeah, one th- so I've been following the uh, the discourse around Halo and the Battle Pass, and it makes me laugh. People complaining about oh, people aren't playing Halo, and they're just going for the, you know whatever the Battle Pass requirement was, and it's just like welcome to fucking Halo. <laughs> like no one plays Capture the Flag to capture the flag. People are obsessed with KDAs. Like there's a reason over. I mean, yeah, you and I are good people who actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. But play that's the fucked though. Like, I, I love fucking I around in that game. Like I said before, like Halo is one of those few games I can play where I just literally have no stakes in it. Totally. Just but don't. Like, I guess care. I just don't understand the criticism. It's like I don't think these people understand what Halo is. It's a <laughs> dicking around game. Yeah. So. 
it's a game know, where like the you'll have the uh you know people who just don't ever play it next to people who always play it no i will say though my fucking real complaint and i haven't seen this so i'm gonna give you my hottest of takes yes yeah, so it. in halo infinite in the multiplayer you can like customize your spartan's appearance just, sure like, fine whatever and you can do it with different colors. Mm-hmm. The problem is, you can be red or blue, and then go into a game and be on the opposite team of your fucking color, yeah. <laughs> which is so dumb. And it's like I've been, I've gotten it, ganked by people. Like I look at them, like, oh, that guy's blue. I'm on the blue team. I'm safe. And it's like, oh no, I just got killed because there was a slight red outline around his blue. <laughs> it's like, what? Why do I have to do this? Yeah. So, uh, fuck that noise. People are complaining about the wrong things. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but that's uh, that's all I got on Halo Infinite. That's uh, life, dude. The Grand Theft Auto remakes came out. Nice. I did not buy it. I will say, but mm. it did encourage. It did inspire me to re-download Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because I just Ooh, have the OG. on my PS4. Yeah. yeah, like the the P- you know the PlayStation Shop version before they took it off for the uh, for the. Re- Re remade version. That game is janky as fuck, and I feel like people just don't remember that. I rem- <laughs> I rem- I I mentioned this a lot on um Reddit in defense of Cyberpunk when it came out and people were shitting on it really really hard for like the first couple weeks. Um, yeah, because I at that time I was playing it on PS4, which is apparently the worst way to play it. And yep. I was enjoying myself, so I was like, what is wrong with well, all Well, it means you're people? a fucking idiot, according to Reddit. <laughs> but I remember being like, do you guys remember playing GTA games when they first came out? Do you remember playing GTA 3 on a PS2 and how absolutely, like, buggy and shanky as fuck that shit was? Yeah, like... no, totally. Like, there are car race missions where, like, in the middle of the race, you're speeding because it's a fucking race. Yeah. And a car just spawns in front of your car and you rear end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you lose the race. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yes, the remake, the remasters were done in ways that weren't great and they were buggy. But it's yeah. also just like the original product was not. I like, would also mention jam. that, like, back then when a game came out, that was it, baby. You know? Right. That's a hard printing and done. Like nowadays, they can come out and they'd be like, "Oh shit, we can fix it." You patch shit, you know, All left and right. Patches. Yeah, yeah. So, be you know, calm your yeah, calm um, your tits. <laughs> the other game I played that I want to talk about is uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Remains an incredible game. I can't believe you started this again, man. It's my uh, it's my game. I play on planes. So it's like when I travel. That's it's one just of like those nice comfort franchises. I I try to get into like it's because the music so is many bad. times. The music is really not fun, and I just I don't know. Like I remember. Uh, see, I disagree. The soaring orchestral music is great. I remember, um, like you know, playing the ones like way back when, like the, you know, they were on like uh, Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. Um, Dragon yeah, Warrior. I, yeah. I just remember there were way other RPGs I was into at the time, and I was just like, this kind of almost felt like a. I don't. I'm not trying to be like mean or anything, because I know you really like Dragon Quest, and I don't want to just. And I know a lot of. I think people you like, like Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest Eleven. Yeah. Dragon Quest is yeah, a very like I, I will popular say franchise. There's eleven yeah, of them, but... but like I always felt like it was like a a wannabe. Like, uh, it wanted to be like, you know, like, I want to be Final Fantasy, you know, like, it just is like, it almost felt like off brand, like, I don't know. I just didn't, I never really liked it. So, I I played eight and I played it for a little bit and just kind of got bored with it. I like 11 because it's just kind of this cutesy, like, turn your brain off. Yeah, they are very cutesy. Yeah, and it's like, honestly, the way I'm playing it now, I played it when Sud and I lived together, like on a PlayStation, on a TV, mm-hmm. but it's kind of nice now to just like put a podcast on. I'm on a you know flight for a couple hours, 
let me just right. like do a quick dungeon like that to me is like a great way to play it cool. i like i don't like knock anybody for liking it because i feel like it, when it comes to like rpgs and stuff like that like if you like turn-based rpgs everybody has their their flavor you know what i mean yeah and the the nice part about that game is like it's a deceptively deep combat system like oh, okay. it's the, the first it, it's a very slow burn in the first 10 hours or admittedly mm-hmm. probably 10 to 15 hours if i'm being honest the combat is like asinine and you can face roll your way through it but then there's a significant difficulty spike right when you first get the boat to travel around and it becomes super fun so uh yeah buying it on the switch i guess got me some dumb uh some dumb like costumes to the characters so that's been delightful <laughs> and uh there's they added a bunch of extra content specific to the switch that's in like 2d mode which has been interesting to check out although some of those fights are really fucking hard um but yeah no it's 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 a good game and uh, i feel like i've talked about dragon quest 11 before it's a good game you should play it but also acknowledge i have to acknowledge it kind of sucks for the first 10 to 15 hours. And then How long is it in crap. total? Do you remember? So, there's if you play it to the true ending, it's well over 100 hours. Wow. If you play it to the f- what when the first time the credits roll, um, I would say it's about 50 to 60 hours. See, yeah, like, that's the, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's, it's that's that's like game. fair RPG length, you know. Yeah, and it's like the nice part about it, if you want to grind, you can. But it's kind of minimal. Like it's paced in a way that as long as you're not running away from every fight, you're you're gonna be okay. Because those mm. those sometimes grind my gears where it's like, okay, got to a boss I can't kill yet. Let me spend three hours just fighting their enemies right before it and mm-hmm. hugging the save point. Yeah. I mean, that is part of the the job. Or, you know. Yeah, that's fair. It's part of a Japanese role-playing game. Uh, some of them are, are better than others because some of them have those, like, auto-battle things where you can just, like... Mm-hmm. walk away computer. and have the computer yeah, do it for you well it's yeah. like it's like three times speed or yeah. just yeah. like auto attack like i don't they won't i as far as i know there's not a game that'll play it for you with the exception of final fantasy 12 uh, persona 5 does but there are the some that password. do no, but persona 5 it's all it is is auto attacking there are some where you can like select like you can select certain party members to just have a specific attack and like you do like your main guy, and then when it's them, it just like will automatically. Oh, you like, mean like the it. gambit system in Final Fantasy XII, the greatest Final <laughs> Fantasy game ever made? <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven uh, does allow you to do that, but I am uh, a sophisticated player and control everybody's actions all yeah. the time. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a good game, and I feel like those games are made to be comfort food, which is what I want on a plane. I just want to zone out, listen to a podcast about. Jeffrey Epstein, uh, how he didn't commit suicide, <laughs> and uh, you know, just play, look at kill some, some slimes. As I sm- yeah, mm. fuck them up. You're like, what? So, are, what? Are, what are these slimes hiding? You're conflating Dragon Quest and Jeffrey getting Epstein. really excited when there's a metal slime because that means there's a shit ton of experience in this battle, and wow. then being disappointed when they run away. Fuck them. Wow. But uh, yeah, that that about covers the video games I played. And then uh, in terms of multimedia, we talked about Shang-Chi and the Tim Rogers review. But uh, I don't know. If, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before. Season two of The Great came back, came out. Do you guys know The Great? Oh, uh, yeah. I Captain The Great. It's got Nicholas Holt and uh, is it Chloe Grace Moretz? No, it, it, I thought it was her, too. It's a different oh, okay. actress I know that just kind of looks now. like her. But yeah, it's it's loose, loosely emphasis on oh, yeah. loosely based. All off these of things Catherine are fairly Great. loose nowadays. And Kevin really likes is, the show. I do too. It's really good. Charmy and I have gotten super into it. It's very funny. Um, highly, highly recommend. Wait, so who's the um, actress? You can't just leave me hanging. Yeah, I'm looking up now. Uh, I think it's a Fanning sister. Ellie Fanning. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there we go. There's Ellie more Fanning. than... How many Fanning sisters are there? There's, well, there's her and Dakota. Yeah. She's 23 years old? Dear God. How old is Dakota Fanning? I Still like Dakota Fanning a whole lot in The Alienist. Yeah. She is fantastic. Yeah, Dakota family. And so is Daniel Bleh. Daniel Bleh. Oh my god, she was born in 1988. That makes me feel so old. Yep. <laughs> we are old. We are older than the Beatles were when they wrote their best material. What have we been doing? Writing our best Fucking, material on this podcast? Yeah, this is Absolutely. <laughs> this is Beatles-worthy material, for sure. I think it's worthy for Beatles. But I'm not quite sure. I think Ringo and Paul are clearly listeners. They could be. Okay. We would never know. We would never know. Well, Paul and Ringo, if you're, uh, I'm ending the podcast there, there with uh, <laughs> fuck going. you and come you on the podcast know. to defend yourself. I was gonna, I was gonna go into a tangent about the Beatles conspiracies that I contrived to. No, it's do fine. it. No, we, no, we can save that for next time. After we all finish the <laughs> other ones. I'm but oh, yeah. it was good. Thank you. I'm very tired. I need to go to bed.